Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of How to Scale Your Business. This is Eric Corey. And today on the podcast, I have Robin Thamapillai, the CEO of Creedle.ai. How are you doing today, Robin? Yeah, great, Eric. Really good to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. So tell us about Creedle. What's going on? How's your day going? Yeah. So um, Creedle is a secure data platform for companies, enterprises really trying to use generative AI. So we give these enterprises like point and click connectors for all of their data sources. Um, and then employees can create, share, customize these sort of specialized uh, domain experts that have knowledge of these documents. Um, and then they can chat with those in Slack, over uh, a web chat, or through an API endpoint. Uh, but the real part of what we do, the hard part, is all of the security and enterprise IT controls that we provide silently in the background. So audit logs, PII redaction, making sure that you know when you sync a document from Google Drive, that only the people that actually have doc- access to that document in Google Drive have access to chat with that document in Creedle. Um, so that's really like our business in a nutshell. Cool, cool. How how did this get started? You know, where where did this idea come from? Yeah, so um, Jack and I, Jack and Jack's my co-founder, we worked together at Palantir for, um, in his case, five years. I was at Palantir for for just under eight years before this. And, um, you know, in in the last kind of couple of years, we were playing around with some of the open source models at the time, like OpenAI back then, like a lot of his models were open source. And so what we sort of noticed pretty quickly was that, okay, well, the models themselves are insanely powerful, but we were working with, you know, large enterprises, the US government, we're working in these extremely secure, sensitive data contexts. And, you know, we realized pretty quickly, like, okay, well, enterprises are gonna desperately want to use this. There's amazing stuff that they can do, uh, but they're also gonna need a lot of security controls around how the data works or how the data is used by AI. So we left Palantir and started out to solve a slightly different problem, but adjacent, which was how do you build like a strategic decision-making assistant for uh, large enterprises to, you know, that uses AI to like sort of summarize, synthesize this language data and help them with strategic decisions. Uh, And what we found pretty quickly was, okay, well, we'd approach the problem from the security first like angle, right? Because of our backgrounds and because of what we were trying to do. And we saw pretty quickly that what enterprises would say was like, okay, like the product itself is like pretty cool, but can you tell me more about the security layer? Um, And that's when we realized, okay, well, actually the valuable part of what we created is actually all these security controls. So we chose to double down on that and um, really try and build the security infrastructure for every LLM tool. Cool, cool. Um, and yeah, can you walk us through like the overall strategy? What, like what, what is Creedle trying to do? You know, what is the business strategy behind it? Yeah, absolutely. So the way I think about like the LLM landscape is sort of how the foundation models in, are on one side. And then you've got like the application layer at the far end, which is like the random, you know, the, the point solutions for very specific uh, tools. Um so, you know, I guess Co- GitHub Copilot, right, is like a point solution for like um, a coding assistant inside your VS code. And there are all these other point solutions that are kind of cropping up right now. 
what we think about from uh like from the perspective of what we're trying to achieve is okay today we have like a bunch of point solutions that typically run on like very narrow slivers of data right so your co-pilot is looking on like is looking at like you know your uh the files that you currently have open in vs code but what we think is actually likely to happen over time is these solutions will need more and more access to data right they'll need to access not just like one GitHub repository, but also, you know, the Jira project where the issue is defined and the email that the PM sent that described the problem that was trying to be solved and, you know, the Notion document where you wrote the PRD, so on and so forth, right? And as companies start needing access to like more and more data in order to be able to provide their solution, enterprises are going to get more and more concerned over how do we enforce controls and get visibility into what data is going to who, what those companies are doing with my data, who's training models on that data, who's sending like sensitive, you know, regulated types of information like, you know, SSNs or even just people's names and emails, um, who's sending that data out uh, to a third party model. So we basically built um, we're targeting, you know, large enterprises really with those security concerns. Uh, and what we see at the moment is like most of these point solutions are actually not being bought from external providers. They're actually being built in-house. They're like building tooling themselves um, on top of their data and on top of um, the foundation models. But what they want in order to be able to do that securely and effectively is a single place to like get all of the data in in the first place structure it in a way that makes it easy for the LLM to understand and ensure that all the security controls and the sort of access controls are in place such that they aren't accidentally sharing private data with people that shouldn't have access to it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, cool. Can, can you talk, can you talk us through some of the problems that Credo has been facing recently or some of the struggles that you've overcome or, you know, you're trying to overcome right now? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things that people like don't realize about the LM space is how complicated it is to actually make uh, the, the workflows work in the like 70th to 99th percentile of like cases, right? I think we've seen really quickly like how easy it is to get a demo out there that like looks really cool and does something that seems to be really impressive. But then what we've seen is like, when you actually get it out into the real world, there's all this like weird nuance in the way that data is structured that makes it much more complicated um, to handle than you might expect. So a couple of simple examples, right? Um, a lot of our customers are software companies. They buy a lot of software themselves. Um, so, you know, if you're a 1000 person, like software enterprise, you probably have contracts with like five to 600 like SaaS providers yourself, right? And so what happens is the legal teams at those software companies want to be able to ask questions like, okay, what are all of the contracts that we have with current vendors where the insurance liability uh, for that vendor is like less than $3 million, say, right? Now, sounds like a really simple RAG solution, right? You integrate the, con the contract from Google Drive, you do like semantic search for like uh, cyber insurance, 
and then you take all take out all of the responses and send it to the LLM and you're good. Which sounds nice, except in practice, what we've seen is like the actual data integration is way more complicated than that because the place where the actual amount of the cyber insurance is like stated is not necessarily the same as the part of the text that like talks about cyber insurance. So for example, you might have a, a section of the contract that says the cyber insurance details will be governed in the appendix of like clause 17.6.4, right? And then you go to clause 17.6.4 and it just says like $7 million, right? And so if you do semantic search, like semantic search is never going to be like $7 million. That sounds like cyber insurance, right? Um, and so understanding how you represent the structure of this data such that when you do the semantic search, you actually get the relevant clause and send that to the LM. That's a really difficult, tricky data integration problem that you're not going to solve any like, you know, weekend demo that, that you kind of scrap together. And these are the sorts of really tricky problems that we're that we're seeing a lot of now is, you know, we have a uh, hundred thousand corporate documents that our customers have synced to us. So when you've got that like broad array of docs, it's really about like getting into the weeds of the specific details of how each different type of PDF is structured and figuring out a way to represent that to the end customer such that, you know, they can actually ask the questions they want and get the answers that they need. So would you say that each customer has like its own unique kind of setup with Credle? Every, every, everything's kind of different. And it's like a customized experience. So we basically leave that last mile of customization to the customer, right? So our like our customers are typically software companies. So they have a lot of ability to like build that last mile of customization themselves. And that's typically what they want to do, actually. So Creel gives them a platform to get all the data in one place, understand you know what all of the data is. And then they get to specify like the ontology, if you like, of what they care about. So, you know, one customer maybe cares a lot about um, contracts and they care a lot about, um, you know, financial crime and they care a lot about, uh, you know, these are the specific concepts that like that one customer cares about. So they'll kind of define all of that in Creedle and then Creedle will automatically go through their documents and like, point out that, or like define the structure of that document such that it corresponds to their ontology of like, what do they actually care about? So from a sense, like, yeah, the customer is creating that last mile of customization and we're just providing a platform for them to do that really easily. Gotcha. Gotcha. That makes a lot of sense. And maybe you could go into next, like the KPIs that you're tracking, um, the most important ones and why. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, we, view ourselves very much as like a security and data company like the intersection of, of those two things and so what we care about is um are our customers like sending data to us right are they actually uh using the product to uh operate on their most sensitive documents and then also is the product actually giving them the security controls that they really need to use the product more right and um those two things are obviously related. We care a lot about the number of documents that customers integrate with Greedle. We care about the range of documents that, that, um, that customers 
integrate with Creedle, but also the sensitivity. Like, are they sending us their strategy documents, their financial data? They're like the most important, valuable information because that's how we know that we've given them the controls and the protection that they need to feel really comfortable that they can use this data um, effectively. And obviously at the end of the day, we, we care about whether they're getting value out of the product as well. So it's like, are they actually taking that data and then using it? Like are employees actually asking questions of that data? Are they making LLM calls? Are they getting high quality responses? Right, right. And how, how are you acquiring uh, you know, your users? How are you finding them? What's what's the process there? Yeah, I mean, it's basically all been inbound since we launched in April. We did get our first customer or first like two or three customers actually through like a series of targeted outbound campaigns. Um, so we had like our first big, big customer was this like one and a half thousand person uh, background checks company and we essentially just like emailed them uh and the, the yeah the CISO of the company like got my email happened to be thinking about like building trying to build something themselves internally at that time and they were like oh we should probably chat to these guys and at least get a sense of like are they serious like maybe we can learn something about what we should build from them so we got on a call with them the next day. I remember like it was that guy, it was his lawyer, like, you know, a whole bunch of folks on the call. Um, and I think we just gradually over time persuaded them that like, hey, we did understand the space really well already because like we'd been selling this strategic decision-making assistant for like several months. So we understood pretty well what the security concerns were and also like what was involved in actually shipping an LLM product. So we were able to talk through them, uh, talk them through that we were able to be like, look, this isn't like, you know, you guys are going to be really involved in creating like the last mile of customization that you need for you. We're just going to take away all of the annoying bits around data integration and security. Um, and I think that message really resonated with them. And since then, you know, it's been a lot of referrals. We've had uh, customers that came in because they left a previous customer, joined a different customer, and then they were like, hey, I want to use Credo at my new company. Um, so that's been like a really fun one. And then, you know, I think the the very the handful of sort of uh, bits of content that we put out there on the internet around how do you protect your your data with with AI, uh, I think that's you know been a useful driver for usage as well. Awesome, awesome. And uh, could you tell me a little bit about? Uh, you and Jack's partnership, how you guys kind of came together, the collaboration uh, that really helped kind of grow the business together? Yeah, I mean, so Jack and I met in, let's see, when would it have been? 2017, I think. Um, so I just moved from Jordan to New York. Um, I've been working out in Jordan, like working on uh, Palance's work in the Syrian Civil War at the time. And I was kind of new to New York and I was trying to get my uh, head screwed on. And uh, Jack and I started working together and we we just started talking about books that we both liked. And it turns out we were both huge fans of Randy and Zoe, uh, which I don't know if you know that, but it's a J.D. Salinger book. It's a really great book, but I strongly recommend to anyone. It's like super short read, like 150 pages, that kind of thing. Uh, but really amazing um, 
novel short two short stories i guess um and yeah that's that's how we connected we first worked together actually on this big pharma project um with a huge clinical research organization in the united states who uh, essentially help pharmaceutical companies like invent drugs they 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 help them with the like operational parts of inventing a drug right not the science but like how do we actually recruit patients to like participate in the trial and all right. that kind of things? So, you know, we're doing AI stuff there to help that company figure out which hospitals, which clinical trial sites were likely to um, recruit the most uh, patients. And it was all just kind of classical predictive machine learning stuff, looking at a massive data set of previous trial sites and how many patients they recruited. <clears throat> but obviously lots of sensitive health data and all that kind of fun stuff. So we worked on that together for a year and a half and we knew we worked really well together, but then we kind of went separate ways during the pandemic. So Jack moved on to uh, work on AI stuff with the Department of Defense. And I was doing um, similar stuff actually, but rather than the Department of Defense, I was working with HHS, the Department of Health and Human Services, trying to figure out when a hospital gets overwhelmed by COVID, how do you predict that in advance? Which hospitals are gonna be hit the hardest? How do you get drugs, emergency personnel, and that kind of stuff to those people as quickly as possible? And yeah, what we learned, um, we sort of went our separate ways, working on these separate problems for a couple of years. And we met up for dinner at this Vietnamese restaurant in New York in Chelsea place called Omai, which tragically is actually closed now. But in fact, I knew it was closing and that's why I wanted to go there before it closed. So we, we met up for dinner there and we were talking about how crazy powerful the AI tools that, that OpenAI were releasing were because it was all open source back then. And also like how incredibly powerful, but also how incredibly scary they were in their own way as well. And how these enterprises were gonna need a lot of control um, but also how they got that control, there's like incredible stuff they could do. Um, and then that was it there. We we sort of decided to uh, take a plunge, jumped into actually creating a, a company together and haven't looked back since. I mean, it's been a roller coaster, obviously, and like all startups are like really up and down. We were, When we were like pivoting away from that strategic decision-making assistant for the first time, like that was a real tough, uh, moment but you know jack helped me get through it i hope i helped jack get through it a little bit and um yeah you know eventually we 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 found traction and we found exponential growth with right which is what it's all about cool cool yeah and, um yeah that's pretty much all the time we have today um robin i just want to thank you for being on the show uh can you tell us the best way that everyone can get in touch with you or you know what, what's the easiest way for that yeah, I'd love to. So um, our website is greedal.ai, C-R-E-D-A-L.ai. You can also follow us on LinkedIn. We post a decent amount of content on there as well. Um, and you can hear more about our story and also like all of the crazy cool LM problems that we're solving for our customers. Cool, cool. All right, well, that's all we have today. Thank you so much for being on the show. And um, yeah, till next time. Cheers, dude. Ciao.